Welcome back to Immigrants Wake America. This is a podcast where storytellers share their family histories and the centrality of women in their life stories. I am Shruti Jain and I am Lily. We are PhD students at SUNY Bemton University and we are the hosts and producers of this podcast. Today our guests are Kojo Sanu and Max Coronte. Kojo was a student at Bemton University and currently works as a photographer in New York City and at the Tenement Museum. Max is a student at Bemton University who is actively involved in work related to community engagement. Kojo and Max talk about how they perceive their personal identity, their relationships with their families, and the conflicts or contradictions they negotiate within their families and in the world at large. Originally, she's from Ghana, which is in West Africa. Uh, more specifically, that's the Volta region, which is alongside the Volta River, which is kind of uh, considered its own specific region with its own specific people. So that's in East Ghana and it, the region is also considered uh part of Togo which is the country to right directly to the east of Ghana so um the people that you know are from that region are considered Ewe people um Ewe that's that's spelled E W E um so that was um if i remember the year correctly that would have been 1976 and as for a specific reason um i'm not sure but i can't imagine it would be too different than the same reasons that anyone from the global south would have moved to america or moved to new york in that time which is just you know there's just always been this sense of greater economic opportunity so my mother is from the country of uzbekistan specifically its capital city of tashkent and she immigrated to America here in the early 1990s my father and they're both from the same city and they met there and then my dad and his family they moved to America first he kept visiting my mother and then she eventually moved um to join him there and they were my coaches and going for better economic opportunities and yeah like since she's been here she um established herself in the fashion world she was a pattern designer um she worked in Garment Avenue in New York City that's kind of her journey You know, she's the parent and I'm the son. Like even though I'm like a I'm a whole adult now, like that still is like I'm her son, uh more so than anything else. So um I I would say I I think there are some, you know, like very clear cultural differences um that manifest themselves ideologically in terms of like how we view the world that also impact like what our relationship is like I know where she is and it's very different from where I am. You know, she's my mom. I love her. <laughs> and like obviously I have like such a great respect for everything that she's done just like throughout her life. Uh I know I touched upon it in my story like a lot of the sacrifices she's had to make just as you know a woman like immigrating here to America, let alone one who's like a single mother, right? Like my mother's background is um definitely very different I think like from like yours. Um went through like immigrating here and her relationship with you. But I really do relate to like when you were saying that like that I guess that 
not how you word it, like that cultural presence is definitely felt um, of like her, like home culture. It's actually interesting because for me, I've seen that presence changing a lot as my mother gets more and more kind of Americanized and modernized because I always have a tough time connecting to my home culture because Russian culture is much more conservative than at least my own like culture where where I find belonging. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm very much of the, you know, like left leaning, left wing, like liberal um, mindset. But lately she's started to become so much more understanding like we're able to actually have really deep conversations that are really self-aware where she feels like she can only talk about something with me. Um, Cause I'm kind of like the one who like she, who gets her a lot. Like that's something I've had to understand and explore a lot myself over the past couple of years about how like I have such a big role to her as her like oldest son. Um, like in the story when I was talking about my monthly pot, um, like this thing she would like cook in um, for my family for special occasions. Um, the most memorable part of, um, what she shared about with me about it was that she would like make these um, Manthi's little dumplings with this community of other um, like Muslim women, like over in Tashkent. There's a big like Muslim culture there presence because she doesn't really have that exactly here. I'm kind of like her confidant. Yeah, I think as a result of of I guess that uh, that kind of separation from the rest of the family, there there honestly aren't even too many things that I know she has or does that's i guess like connected back to the culture so for me it's all it's even if it's even less so but uh one thing that she does definitely have on me is how she i guess cooks i guess things are a lot more traditional uh, to Ghanaian food um such as fufu i know that's a very popular one even here in america she'll make that every now and then and I would say that's like a pretty good clear indication like oh yeah she you know she's from ghana that that's definitely i think uh if anything probably i guess the 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 most like immediate and the most distinct link back to the culture so food i think though i think that's the case for like a lot of people food be such an important factor in terms of i guess like feeling back at home or having i guess some sort of linkage back to where you're coming from and i guess in terms of like how that's passed down so my my entire dad's side is jewish my mom's mom is muslim and that's like what she's like most I think closely connected to um and my mom's dad is christian um so there's all these different religions around me um but we don't really practice anything like at home i personally identify as an atheist but i also understand how um, like these different religions um, have a, like, at least how my parents and their like parents and their families identify with them and have identified with them. It definitely plays like a direct and indirect influence, has a direct and indirect influence on my life. My house. But I know she like cares a lot about that because it kind of connects her um, to, um, to her mother who's like, since passed. I, I personally have never been religious. Uh, I think my mom is, has always kind of been one of those that's like religious in the sense that like, uh, you pray when you need something to happen, you know, (laughs) the first things I remember learning about religion literally come from watching the Simpsons as a kid. Whereas for me, it was never really like a day to day thing. So, so 
I feel like a lot of people, uh, like a lot of children of like immigrants, there, there obviously is like this huge trope in terms of, I guess, like living to like parental expectations, um, as you know, like the second generation or first, I, I honestly don't know. There, there's this always, uh, there's this trope that, yeah, like they're, they came here, they worked hard, um, they like set like the roots for you to go to college, get like another serious person job and I guess earn a lot of money, which I mean, <laughs> even if you were to follow that route, uh, who is to say, considering, I guess the economic situation we're in right now, I, I just grew up with like a type of mindset that I really wouldn't care about that sort of thing. Um, and you know, to enormous credit to my mom, I, I think she she pretty much understood that. I think there's like a whole almost like interfamilial like competition when it comes to a lot of these immigrant families in terms of like, oh yeah, well my son, oh he's doing so well in school right now. You know, actually just you know made honor roll, dean's list, um, and it's gonna be like in med school. Pretty like the fact that. You know, she she hasn't really cared about that because he doesn't really talk to them. I think has definitely lessened any sort of pressure that I would be on because I feel like if that was the case, I would I would have a lot of explaining to do. You know, at Thanksgiving that type of thing. You know, like I'd be like been grilled by like uncles and and stuff like that. There are exactly twenty days until I have to give that exact same explanation. I also very much relate to that feeling of like I had to like like rebelling but the thing is I'm still doing it to this day like I always feel like what I'm doing to my dad especially <laughs> and to the rest of my family minus my mom because she's just very supportive of what I'm doing it's like an active rebellion mm -hmm. and it affects me in a lot of ways um like I like I, I'm the type of person who like I have a very, I have very little awareness of when I'm doing like well, if I'm like doing good stuff. So everyone around me is like, "Oh my god, like look at all these things you're doing! Like you know, your your grades are great, like you're doing these projects." But for my dad, it's always an explanation. It's like it's pretty painful. Um, it leads me to do like pretty cool stuff. So I always feel like I'm kind of like, even though he's not here, he's here. The influence that people who raised us and just in our lives have on us. You know, I, I feel that rebellion constantly and I'm counting down the day is still Thanksgiving and I'm just thinking, okay, well, how much of my work, um, you know, do I disclose? Do I, um, do I share that I'm planning to do research on racism at Binghamton with my very conservative family that doesn't believe it's real? We'll see how much I feel to do that. But I always kind of want to, like, I never want to hide who I am, but yeah, it's a constant rebellion. My mom, um, like I said earlier, she's Ewe. Uh, she speaks the Ewe language, which is, again, like regional to that part of Ghana as well as Togo. I grew up learning it. Um, however, when I was in pre-K, or not even necessarily pre-K, I was like in daycare, I believe, um, I used a word in Ewe because I guess you know, when you're that young, you don't really delineate between, I guess, like the different languages in your head. Um, and I, I guess I said a word that sounded like it could be offensive in the English language. 
uh, towards, I guess, like one of the, one of the workers there at the daycare. Um, and I mean, like she complained about it to my mom. And as a result, my mom just stopped teaching me Ewe. And I mean, since then I haven't really, there wasn't any like attempt for me to like relearn it or, um, continue learning, you know, back then. So I just never, I just never learned it. Although it doesn't really affect my life too much. Cause like I said, don't really have too much connection to the rest of the family. Um, it still is like, I really could have known like a second language, like, and you know, just because I called, uh, a daycare worker, I don't even remember the exact word, but it, it kind of sounded like Kaka, which I mean, yeah. <laughs> I have a funny connection to that. Um, to that word specifically, um, for whatever reason, when I was little, I always <laughs> called, um, my grandma Kaka. It means what you, I don't think it has any special meaning in Russian. I just like, I guess I heard her saying it once, that was her name. So till the day she passed and that is, to this day, kind of, that's how I think about her. Wow, I have not thought about that in like years. Um, so Kaka, yeah. For me, um, my mom speaks Russian. Um, um, that's her native language. It's also my, I don't forget it as my native language. It's the language that I first learned. Um, I grew up speaking Russian in my house. I. I still do speak fluent Russian, although it's um to my grandpa and my parents, I'm I'm like a walking um, humor machine when they hear me speak Russian. Uh, I remember I had this phase of this again rebellion comes up here, where when I was learning English in like the, not I forget um when I was like five or six, so like kindergarten, first grade, second grade kind of vehement vehemently, I really did not want to know Russian anymore. I was like screw this language, I want to be American. I don't want to have these like weird school lunches. Give me, give me lunchables. Um, I don't want to learn this darn language that I also like you coach. I sometimes just like say words by accident. So for a while, I just didn't want to like speak Russian. Um, but I was like, screw this language. And then a couple of years later, I was like, wait, I don't want to lose it. So I tried to like really like learn it again and just really start speaking it again. And I feel warmth whenever I speak to people in Russian, um, even though I don't fully relate to the culture. I can hold a good conversation and I've used it like whenever I've done like any, like um, I used to do a lot of political campaigns. So I'd speak to people in Queens and Russian too, but then I have to be careful for the conversation to not take a unexpected turn. Cause then when you're speaking Russian, I think it also gives you a idea that you're pretty conservative too. But yeah, it feels nice when I'm able to like speak to other people in Russian feels a little warm and like I'm connected to them, even though I don't fully agree with a lot of the values of the culture. It's like this really weird paradox where it's like i feel so connected to you but also i could not like see a person who i'm more different from but it's also like wow like we see the world so differently and i'm trying to understand my role and my privilege in it so it's this like big like disconnect there thank you for joining us today we hope you enjoyed this episode of immigrants wake america for more conversations and explorations, please listen to our future episodes available on all major streaming platforms. We have linked our social media and website in the description box. We would be happy to hear your thoughts and feedback. See you next time. Until then, take care and stay safe.